Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Williamsville Sports Weekly Podcast, your home for Williamsville Sports. I'm Seth Coons. Today I am joined by Mr. Nathan Simcoe. Nathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing uh, pretty good. Uh, we've This is one of the attempts that we've had at this podcast, so finally working, so we're nice to be here. Yeah, initially we tried to uh, record this podcast last night, ran into a little bit of technical difficulties, so uh, sent everyone home, decided that we'd try it tomorrow because... In Williamsville, we have had two snow days in a row. Um, you know, just just some more snow days in this late uh, winter storms that we've had. Yep, we've had five total this year, so we'll be definitely going away into late May this year. So that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but you know, it's it's a give and take thing. And uh, you know, Nathan Simcoe has moved into spot of uh, Williamsville's resident meteorologist and Paul Claudney who used to fill that spot, has taken my spot in the broadcast booth. So I'm not really sure what's happening in Williamsville anymore, but, uh, you know, I'm glad to be here on the podcast today. So, Nathan, do you want to get right into it? Uh, Sure. What are we doing? Girls basketball first off? We are going to start off with girls basketball. The girls basketball team plays for a regional championship tonight against Q&D. That's the number one seeded Q&D in the SHG regional bracket so what are your thoughts on this game coming well, I guess up tonight we'll see if q and d is the the real one we'll have to see uh our girls basketball team has played great um pretty much especially middle to late part of the season they had some rough spots we've gone through those in the past we don't need to focus too much on those i think we know you know obviously about some of the struggles that they had you know obviously getting some offense uh away from Maddie Roberts a little bit, but, I mean, she has played great down the stretch. And having some other people score uh, along with her has been a nice addition, and uh, this team has really come together down the stretch. Yeah, Roberts has looked uh, really good this season, and it kind of has this feeling of as Roberts goes, this team is going to go. You know, she's definitely been the leader. She's been in that lineup for four of four years at WHS, so uh, she's she's just been a really good player all around, and it's good to see them having success in her senior season, but uh, also a much improved player just in terms of from freshman year to senior year. You're going to see a lot of improvement, but especially Olivia Fandel. She's really improved um, in playing, and uh, you know, those two, they're both seniors, and you can just tell that they have some great leadership going on that team yeah this is a senior year that they obviously want to finish off you know you always talk about these teams and you know win a regional you know and for the seniors you know this is kind of the the deal like the whole season has led up to this point some impressive wins you know over shg and some other schools and i don't know it has led up to this point and they're definitely going to be playing with some energy yeah coming into tonight's game uh definitely going to want to see some energy but looking at a stats perspective maddie roberts leads the way in scoring averaging 17.9 points per game the second closest player to her is number 40 char and she has 7.6 points per game this season um but another key contributor that i think we have to talk about in these playoffs in this kind of push all the way from that Carlinville Holiday Tournament up to this point has been Brittany Walters. She has looked really good uh, out on the court, and she's just a freshman, so she has a lot of time yeah, left at Williamsville. That's someone that'll probably have to step up. You know, we've obviously talked about Char and Brittany. Obviously, I know we ha- we uh, just mentioned Brittany, but you know, those are two key players. You know, obviously, we want to focus on this season, and but this game specifically, you know, those four that we just mentioned there are really this team and. I mean, obviously, that's four of the five that 
start, but um, they just they're well rounded. You know, you got scoring, defense, height, and you know, for a team like this, it's come a long way. They've really found it, and I think that this reflects on a lot of other things that we've seen in sports. You know, just finding you know who your guys are and who your people that you need to look for to make plays and those four are definitely some key playmakers. Yeah, I mean, and it feels like this team has a couple more big playmakers. You know, Regan Miller, she's also yeah, in that starting well. five. She's She plays solid defense, uh, you know, and this uh, Williamsville team, especially in the postseason, it feels like they've been really good at taking defense and converting it into offense. Yep. And, you know, they also have a couple players who can come in off the bench and give some good minutes, so... This Williamsville team is definitely clicking at the right time, but let's take some time right now to review uh, this postseason. They've played two games. The first game they played was at Dave Root Court against Athens. The Bullets beat the Warriors 52-39 to that night and just an amazing offensive performance from Char Gleason really uh, helped them out in the early going of that one. Char had 20 points that night. Maddie Roberts finished the game with 19 so, you know, there's 39 points right there. That's already tying the Athens Warriors total. So you look at that score, how important is it that Char Gleason gets going down low tonight for the Williamsville Bullets? Well, you just got to get started early. You got to feed her. And honestly, really, Char's kind of been, I want to say unmatched because she has been matched. But, I mean, if there's no one to match her, you almost don't have an answer. So, I mean, it's, it really comes down to that and... um so for her, you know, you, she's just got to get going early. And, I mean, really that's for the whole team as well. Yeah, you know, even looking at the SHG game in the regional semifinal, the first Williamsville bucket uh, that wasn't a free throw. Maddie Roberts had hit a free throw to start the scoring off. But the first bucket by the Williamsville Bullets was Char Gleason taking the rebound away from Sharice Mitchell down low and laying it in for two points. So it's definitely something that the Bullets are going to have to get going tonight mm-hmm. if they, yep. uh, I don't want to say keep pace with QND, but QND, they've, they've played one heck of a schedule and they've won some pretty good games. So it's going to be interesting coming into tonight because Williamsville definitely the underdog yep. in this situation. Yep. But... I do want to talk about the third quarter of that Athens-Williamsville game because in the third quarter, not a lot of points were scored from the field. A lot of them came at the line. So how important is free throw shooting tonight for the Williamsville Bullets? Um, I mean, obviously, you got to make your free throws. This this team has been you know, pretty good on free throw shooting, obviously. I think Maddie Roberts, does she lead the team in average, I believe? So. Yeah. Well, that's probably – she's probably the obviously the leading scorer of this team, so – Wait, you don't. I mean, if you're the other team, you don't want to foul her. So, I mean, if you're looking at all these other players, you know, definitely free throw shooting. They don't want to foul like Maddie. But, I mean, Williamsville does have a pretty good free throwing shame all around. And then you also want to take a look at the SHG game in the regional semifinal. Williamsville had to go to SHG to play this game. Uh, SHG hosts the regional. So, you know, Nathan. What do you think the thoughts were for this team? You know, they're heading in. They're not necessarily favored. You hear about this physical brand of basketball that SHG plays, and they do play a very physical brand of basketball. But what do you think it meant to this team to be able to beat SHG on their home court to advance to a regional championship? It was a heck of a game. And uh, coming into the game, you know, they know that, you know, 
they could definitely compete. I think that this team's confident. I don't think there was ever like, oh, you know, we're not really supposed to win this game. I think that they knew that they could compete. But, I mean, obviously from an outside look, you would probably favor SHG in that game. But no doubt, we definitely thought that our team could hang and definitely was a winnable game. So, I mean, you know, they they said, obviously against a good team, you just got to play their heart out, and they did. And they did everything that they really needed to do to win that game. Oh yeah, definitely going into that one, there there was a feeling of confidence, you know. Uh, so it was good to see that, and I think that definitely helped to propel them to the win. And I think it was good for them to see kind of that physical type of basketball because going into halftime, the Bullets trailed by six points, I believe, and Maddie Roberts had only had one point so far on the night. But, you know, they made the adjustments in the locker room, and they came out, played a great second half. Maddie Roberts finished the night with 13, Brittany Walters with 11, Shar Gleason with 8, Allie Hendrickson with 2. That was Those were your scores for the Williamsville Bullets. So just a good all-around performance. Uh, Brittany Walters had a couple big threes uh, when yeah. it felt like SHG was kind of expanding the lead and felt like SHG was really getting ready to take control. You could always look for uh, Brittany Walters for a big bucket, and of course Shar Gleason down low was she huge. She kept us in it, man. Obviously, you know, Maddie played a huge role, and so did Shar. So those that's what kept us in it. It did kind of feel like, you know, maybe SHG was going to start to put this game away, but no, we never really let them put the nail in the coffin, and we dug our way through this one and ended up on top. And, you know, it felt like while Maddie Roberts didn't have the biggest impact on the offensive side of the court in that uh, first half, she had a very big impact on the defensive end. So, you know, you'd love to see her click from both sides all the way through, but the Bullets did what they had to do to get the job done in advance to that regional final. But uh, Did Maddie have any forced turnovers? In that yeah, game? she had a okay. couple forced turnovers in so. that one. Um, but, you know, just, just a great showing all around by that team. Uh, Roberts was able to make a free throw, put the lead at 6, 34 to 28 uh, with a minute 30 to go. But, you know, SHG, they make one final push. Starts with a Maggie Fleischley, a two-point bucket off of a rebound, and then Caroline Lambert hits a big three. And suddenly, you know, you're not really sure what's going to happen. Williamsville has a ball out of a timeout, and they're they're playing the keep-away game, essentially. And I, I don't really blame them there because that SHG Cyclone team, they got rolling. They started playing really well. And, uh, you know, coming down to the final seconds, I think with about maybe 15 to 11 seconds, a ball goes out of bounds it's called off of Brittany Walters and it's going the other way and it's a one point game so exactly yep you know uh SHG was able to clear it call a timeout with eight seconds to go and they were able to draw up a play and Williamsville they took the time they drew up a good defensive play and the game ends with Maddie Roberts pulling in a rebound so Mm -hmm. just a great showing that night by the Williamsville Bullets but they play a really good team tonight they play Q and D um, just to take a quick look at the Q&D stats and the Q&D win against Pleasant Plains. Abby Shriek led the way scoring for the Q&D Raiders. Uh, she led the way with 27 points. And something to note, none of those 27 came from behind the three-point line. So Shriek is able to get the ball down low and really assert herself. But she was a... Uh, she did sit out most of the way through that third quarter because she did get into a little bit of foul trouble because, you know, officials started to notice she gets that ball down low. She kind of starts to chicken wing, 
down there, put a little force on it. So if Williamsville can get those calls early in a force shriek to change her game, it, it could be a very different game. Not that Williamsville can't defend shriek. They're a very good defensive team, yeah, but yeah. 27 points, and it just feels like she's been doing very well on the defensive side of the ball all season. She's going to get her points at some point. It's just kind of limiting it all the way through. Yeah, you just got to limit it. Just like how these other teams have to limit Maddie Roberts. That's pretty much all it comes down to. It's just these key players and how... how it, it pretty much comes down to can you limit the key players? And if you can do that and your key player can uh, go all the way and have a good game, then you know, you're know you sitting really good. An interesting stat from the Q&D Plains game. Q&D scored 50 points. But they did not hit a three-pointer all the way through the game. Um, but they did convert at the line 15 times. So do you think a key tonight for Williamsville is limiting the amount of times that Q&D can take it to the line tonight? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd say obviously, I mean, if they're not hitting threes, then they hit you down low. That's pretty much how that pretty much sounds. Or they hit a lot of mid-range shots. Um and obviously free throw line as well, limiting fouls, um, especially on people that have really good free throw percentages. So, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to, you know, is our defense going to play the way that they need to play in this one? One thing to definitely take a look at coming into the night is that Q&D really likes to press. So do you think that Williamsville is going to be able to handle that pressure right out the gate, or do you think that it's going to take – a bit of adjusting to do to this Q and D. It might press. take a little bit of adjusting, um, you know. But obviously, they they know they've they've known what they needed. So you know, they they practice. They, they you know they might be ready for it. And I'm sure they've played other teams that have you know a press just like it or similar. And uh, one final thing to look at for this Q and D team is it felt like they kind of distanced themselves from planes the entire way through, but kind of. Midway through the third, down to kind of near the end of the fourth, it felt like Plains was able to go on a run. So if Williamsville gets down tonight, uh, don't necessarily lose hope right away because we have seen a Sangamo team, a Sangamo team that Williamsville has played with, a Sangamo team that Williamsville has beat this year, be able to make a run against this Q&D Lady Raiders team. So we definitely want to see you out there tonight at Jim Bell's Gymnasium. Tip off is at 6.30. Come out and support the girls' basketball team. Yep. But Simcoe, now I believe it is time to switch gears over to the boys' basketball team. The boys' basketball team starts their postseason tomorrow night on Saturday with a game at Dave Root Court. That game will tip off at 5 p.m. They take on uh, the Tri-City Tornadoes. So, Simcoe, what are we thinking about the Bullets going into tomorrow night? You know, they have been an up-and-down team. They've been exciting to watch and they've been kind of slow to watch you know and we've seen that you know and I think everyone understands that but I think that they're looking good going into this game I think that they'll probably obviously you know have some troubles with some teams heading down the road but I think with this game I think they're looking good um they've just got to come out they've got to play the way that they need to play there's not much more that you can say about this it's got to be a clean game not too many turnovers and you just got to hit some shots and uh, just try and get up on them early and kind of get some separation. That's really all you can ask. Yeah, Simcoe, I think you make a good point about how this team has kind of played this season. They have some good wins. They have a win against Peoria Christian. 
They have a win against uh, Porta, and then you know you got those other games, like the game they played against PBL a couple weekends ago, yeah, where and out of the out of the gate, you know, against PBL, they're down twenty-one to zero. They do eventually mount a comeback in that game, and I think you look at the PBL game; it's kind of it kind of mirrors how this season has gone for them. They've played really well at times. They've had some rough patches at times. So what it comes down to tomorrow night for me is how the team uh, comes out. Yeah, I yeah, it right out of the gate. They have some struggles early in games. We saw that just a few nights ago against River, or at least it felt like a few nights ago, against Riverton. You know, it was just kind of a rough, kind of slow start. I think we were down 4 to nothing, like literally with like a minute left in the first quarter, like not much scoring, just kind of felt down, not just – you know, like just it had like like we couldn't find anything. We couldn't. Our defense was doing okay, and just we couldn't get anything done on offense. And it just kind of like it just feels like this team just has a burst in it, but it just hasn't really like felt like we've been there yet. And you know, I feel like going into the playoffs, it's do or die. I think that we maybe see this team start that burst. Uh, you yeah, know. I mean, if there's ever a time like. The games before this really only matter for seeding right now. You can't think about the past. I mean, if they're going to start it, I mean, why not? You know, I think you do make a good point there because a new season really starts tomorrow night. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't really matter what your seed is. You have to go out and play because really any team can be any team on any given night, kind of like we saw in the Sangamo this year. I'm not sure if there's a lot of separation between all of these teams. Uh, Mm -hmm. In this regional, the Williamsville Bullets they play in that Maroa Forsyth regional. So if they do win this first game, they move on to play Maroa Forsyth, a team that Williamsville saw earlier this season, a team that had a really good handle on Williamsville. You know, something that Williamsville is going to have to do is limit Caden Maurer on that offensive side of the ball. He had a great night the first time that these two teams met up in a. You know you're you're gonna have to force Maroa to go to some other kind of option because he he was a really good player. He's gonna continue to be a really good player for this Maroa Forsyth team. And then taking a look at the rest of this bracket, uh, the number one seed in that uh, Maroa Forsyth regional is Normal University. They'll play the winner of Riverton and Clinton. Um, Riverton's the eight seed, Clinton is the ten seed, and then the rest of the way, the number moving on into the Beardstown regional. Uh, the number two seed is Pleasant Plains. They'll play the winner of number nine seed Pittsfield, number ten seed Warsaw. Quincy Notre Dame makes an appearance in the Beardstown regional. They're the number three seed. They take on Rushville at the number twelve seed. Uh, Carthage, Illini West, the number seven seed, takes on the eleven Beardstown seed. So it feels like there's um. Like, there's not a lot of separation between some of these seeds, and I think that we could really see anything games. happen. Yeah. Simcoe, what are your thoughts on Williamsville's keys to kind of make a postseason push coming in with the five seed? Well, I'd say it's got to be three-point shooting as well because when our team's hot, we're shooting the three well, in my opinion at least. Um, but as well, you could make an argument for like Pryor and Jake that uh, do a lot of things, and when they push the basket, um, so I mean, and then obviously turnovers. I mean, I know we're talking about positives, but you just got to control your turnovers and force turnovers on defense, which they do a lot because we have a lot of good defensive players on this team. Um, so uh, those are my keys right there. 
Yeah, taking a look at scoring this season, Hunter Riley leads the way with 10.7, right behind him. Jake Seaman with 7.3, uh, Pryor Reynolds 5.8, Sam McCoy 5.9. So a lot of different people can score for this uh, William Dole Bullet team. Um, just going to take a look at Ty Beck's numbers. Yeah, he averages 8.6. So a lot of different places uh, this Williamsville team can strike from. How important is that for this Bullet team the rest of the way? Um, You know, we have, a, you know, Ty Beck has been pretty much lights out here down the stretch. He has made a I think, honestly, at this point, I'd say he's got to be your go-to three-point shooter right now for sure. Um, Hunter Wrightley has been really good. He's, he gets a lot of rebounds. I mean, sometimes he doesn't get the most points, and sometimes he does, but he gets a lot of rebounds, and uh, it just seems like he's a good playmaker when you need a good rebound. So, I mean, uh, you know, Pryor, Pryor doesn't shoot as much, I think, as he – he did earlier, but he pushes the basket a lot. He doesn't shoot as many threes, though. Yeah, um, I, I do want to comment on your Ty Beck take there. I think he definitely is the go-to three-point shooter. Uh, get it to him down in the corner. Get it to him at the top of the key. He's been pretty much lights out from those two regions on the floor. And I think it's nice that we've seen Pryor Reynolds uh, kind of evolve this season uh started out shooting a lot of threes and uh then near the middle of the season he really started passing and pushing the court so it's been nice to see that uh you know hunter riley he's always been good down low he's just a big body uh he's really strong he finishes uh so just a great season by him and i think someone else that you have to look out for uh certainly jake seaman he's really good at pushing uh making shots through contact then converting at the line and i think on the nights that sam mccoy has a big offensive impact he has a really big offensive impact it's just finding a way to work him into the system uh you know you got hunter riley down low and sam mccoy kind of out on the perimeter and kind of pushing in and out and uh you know mccoy will get it on the perimeter but He's not as much of a perimeter shooter as we've seen this season. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. But in some ways, it's almost good because he can just take it down low. So, I mean, you know, definitely we have a – from what we saw, you know, even last year, even earlier in this season, you know, it's definitely changed uh, these players, you know, on how their approach is. So, um, I, I don't know. I like the team. I think that they have a lot to prove, and why not now? Yeah, um, this team also has a lot that can come off the bench, a lot of young guys who can come off the bench. So there's a lot going for this Bullet team. I think that we could see it in this postseason, but definitely, you know, in the future as uh, this younger group kind of builds and gets better. And I think we've got a solid junior class right now. Yeah. Not that we don't have a solid senior class, but there are just a lot of juniors right now on this well, there's roster. There's just a lot more juniors, correct. Um, but honestly... Obviously, we just had senior night, so all the seniors started. But honestly, they've kind of been sticking to the starting five, or at least like really six players. Um, and maybe that's a good thing. I mean, you know, they haven't really been working. I noticed that they really haven't been working Trey in as much as they probably had been. They've kind of been sticking with, you know, Jake, Pryor, Hunter, Colvin gets in there, Sam. 
Um, I think Ryan Wilson can play a Ryan, good role going forward. Yeah, Ryan comes. I like Ryan late in the game, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he he makes some plays sometimes, so he's obviously a good player off the bench. And I think that when Hunter's kind of getting in foul trouble, him and Wagner do a good job as well. So um, obviously you stick Colvin and then Sam in there. I mean that kind of like makes up for if Hunter's like getting into foul trouble as well. So. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot that can happen for this Williamsville Bullet team. Uh, you, you just named a lot of key guys uh, to this season. Um, oh, don't forget Luke. I forgot about Luke. Luke plays a good defense as well. I think I forgot to mention him. Yeah, Luke's played amazing on the defensive end of the ball. And something that you know I'd like to see from Luke going forward is for him to keep shooting because, you know, when he has shot, a lot of them have found yeah, the fun. bottom of the net. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes I feel like he, I mean, I don't want to say that he, like, pulls it down too much, but I feel like sometimes he should just let it go. But maybe maybe they drew, they draw up these plays, and I don't necessarily know, you know, the plays as much. I, I know a few of them I, just by hearing uh, Mr. Beard obviously yell them out to the team and just kind of see how they play out. But, you know, maybe that's de- by design, you know, trying to get someone else open. But I think that when Luke does shoot, you know, he finds it sometimes. And especially against Porta, he had some good shots. So um, obviously that's been a little bit, but he, he played good that time. I think that, you know, maybe sometimes Luke should just let it go. But, you know. Yeah, definitely kind of a quality over quantity look when it comes to uh, Luke Vaughn's shooting this year. But I think that is going to bring us to the end of this week's podcast episode. Uh, You guys have until Saturday, that being tomorrow, at midnight to uh, order your Williamsville Wire gear. Uh, The shop is open, williamsvillewire.com backslash shop. Uh, I think we've got some pretty solid stuff in there. It's all going to be quality stuff that uh, you can wear, you know, more than once or twice without it kind of shrinking up on you. Wait, so I have a question. So is it, that's the last time that you can pre-order it, or is that going to be the last that we can order it? I mean, we'd prefer it all be done through pre-order just so we know kind of the quantities to get. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at the numbers, and if enough people are still wanting to buy, we'll definitely try to do another shipment. But we're thinking of kind of cutting things tomorrow at midnight. Okay. Yeah, but you know, uh, we thank you guys for your support. All of the proceeds from these uh, sales will be going right back into the Williamsville Wire so we can provide more coverage to WHS athletes because uh, we just love doing it and we think that we've got a really good thing kind of brewing here and we'd love to see it expand. But that is going to do it for this week's episode. I'm Seth Coons alongside Nathan Simcoe. Make sure to get out to the uh, Girls Basketball Regional Championship tonight against Q&D tips off at 6 30 there will be a three-point contest before and i think we have a few girls in that one so uh just gonna be a fun night at jim bell's gymnasium at the west campus of shg and hopefully we can come away with a win thanks for tuning in